0: This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. Now from Studio B or wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly.
1: Here we go friends, another new week of the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans and we are full on Saints training camp obviously on this Monday. It's the uh, eve of an off day for the Saints as they will have their first break in camp tomorrow, but it's been a busy weekend, pads Saturday, Sunday, and again today, and we'll talk about that here momentarily with uh, our own Hall of Famer, John DeShazer, in a moment, but otherwise, it is Hall of Fame Monday on this podcast, as we are very pleased to welcome in uh, New Orleanian and NFL, our Pro Football Hall of Famer, Marshall Falk today, and imminently, Uh, Morton Anderson to be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame himself. So Morton Anderson and Marshall Falk on this uh, Monday Uh, First things first though as I mentioned our own Hall of Fame writer and broadcaster John DeShazer to open up our podcast today with a Practice report on this Monday JD as we begin a new week It's kind of the almost the end of the week here for the New Orleans Saints week one of training camp
2: Yeah, that's Hall of Fame graded on a curve for me (laughs) Um, but, yeah, uh, we get to the end. We finally get to a break. Uh, it's at the point in camp where, really, you start losing track of the actual day it is. So now it's just day five, and, and it happens to be Monday, but it feels like we're rolling to a weekend because there's an off day. But, yeah, we get day five, third consecutive day in pass for the team. Had a live period, which is always nice to see because that gets guys' juices flowing. We, um, we know that these guys love to say they're football players, and they want to get involved in some contact. And yesterday they put the pads on. They kind of got a little bit chippy, um, but it was a lot more sloppy than Coach Sean Payton wanted it to be. Today he said actually he liked the practice better, uh, a lot more physical because of that live period, and that's what you're hoping to see in training camp.
1: Yeah, we should explain, I guess, what what the Saints or what we're meaning is full live is full on football as you know it on Sundays. Take the guy to the ground and finish the play, as opposed to when Coach Payton talks about full thud which is full speed to kind of almost a wrap or a, that, that initial pop. But, um, John, it kind of surprised me a little bit that they went full-on live today. We haven't seen that in the last couple of years until a little deeper in camp, and usually it's a goal line situation. Well, we were told that uh,
2: he had... had- Explained to the players that uh, he was going to change things up and what used to be blue might turn out to be red and today was one of those days that we thought it might be blue but it turned out to be red (laughs) because yeah, you're right. We have not seen that kind of live contact in practice. We've seen some goal line yes, but not full on 11 on 11 uh, running plays mostly had a couple of play actions in there, but that was full on live action and that's something we hadn't seen and the players look forward to it now. They want to see more of that in practice. When you talked to coach Payton after practice, what were the key takeaways from what he had to say? Well, he liked the physical nature of it. He in fact extended practice yesterday, as we mentioned about 30 minutes because they had to redo a period because it was sloppy and he didn't like it today. He liked the contact. He liked everything about this practice. Well, I shouldn't say liked everything about it. Didn't like some of the snaps uh, that he was getting from. Unfortunately, Jack Allen, who um, has had some problems yesterday. Uh, today, snap one over the quarterback's head and, and roll one back to him. And again, it's, it's something that coach Payton addressed and he's probably not wanting to have to address that kind of thing here in training camp and yet he still is but you know he seemed to be pretty pleased
1: overall though what he saw out of practice especially the contact part of it something that Saints fans will be happy to hear today there were a couple of takeaways for the defense in seven on seven young mr. Calhoun had an interception And then I want to say it was Marcus Williams in an 11-on-11 period that also had a pick today.
2: Well, you always want to see those young guys involved, and a lot of that has to do with being in the right place at the right time. Uh, A tip pass, I think, led to Marcus Williams as a a pass that was behind Brandon Coleman, if I'm not mistaken. But Marcus Williams in position to be able to make that play, and the only way you can make that play is to be in position. So you like to see that out of your secondary in these kinds of drills because when you're talking about seven-on-sevens and no pressure on the quarterback, and in the seven-on-sevens there's no tackling in those well now you just got to have ball skills hopefully to be able to come up with that with that pass and you know we saw a couple of plays out of those young guys and hopefully they can continue to do that
1: what else stood out today
2: well again you like to see the running game now, in the in the in the full contact uh we saw some trey edmonds and we saw some daniel lasco saw some good plays out of them saw the defense extremely physical on occasion uh von bill with a big pop on kobe fleener and also kenny vaccaro uh took out josh hill uh late in practice so this defense is trying to set a more physical tone. And I think coach Payton might've noticed that too. And maybe that's why he instituted the live drills to try to get these guys in the mindset of being more physical. I know Vaccaro, when he first came as a rookie, that was his MO. Uh, In that first training camp, if it was moving and it had on an opposite Jersey, he hit it. And you saw some of that today where he's just kind of, he unloaded on Josh Hill at the end of practice. They want to set a tone of being a more physical
1: defense this year. All right, with that being said, and you may repeat yourself, and if you have to do that, that's on me. But with the team having the day off tomorrow, it's our first, I guess we're going to take this in chunks. It's the end of the first chunk here five days in. John, give me two or three storylines that have emerged here for you out of, the first, out of this first segment of training camp.
2: Well, Brandon Coleman, the receiver, has jumped off the page. Um, he's been a guy who has stood out and done something outstanding pretty much every single day. So he is a guy who really looks the part now. Um, He's 6'6". He added 10 pounds, so now he's up to 230. But he looks more explosive, said he feels more explosive. And he also understands and recognizes that this is his time. This better be his time. There are no tomorrows for him. So you even heard him say it. Uh, The linebacker competition is coming along. Uh, because we don't know exactly what's going to happen right there, Um, whether it's going to be Craig Robertson and A.J. Klein and Stephon Anthony or whether Manti Teow is going to be able to work his way in. Uh, Nate Stupar is getting snaps out there. Um, Alex Anzalone, the rookie, is getting a lot of reps at linebacker. so it looks like they have some depth and a lot of competition at that position. We're taking note of the running backs, even though it isn't really a competition. But you want to make sure that Mark Ingram and Adrian Peterson remain healthy, and Alvin Kamara learns this defense, this offense, excuse me, the way he's supposed to. Got to pay attention also to left tackle Ryan Ramczyk. The rookie looks like he's going to get a shot there. Whether or not Andrew Peet bumps out or not, we don't know exactly. But you know he's getting first-team reps at left tackle, Ramczyk and it looks like they're saying we like Andrews P at left guard, we're going to leave him right where he is and let him play, and of course the cornerback competition, which is wide yeah. open right now. Delvin Bro did not work today. Coach Payton said it was because of injury, uh, so he didn't work today. P.J. Williams has come back to look like reclaim his spot from last year, but Sterling Moore is here. Marshawn Lattimore, who did not finish practice today, he's here. Uh, there's a lot of competition at that spot. We're going back to Ken Crawley and Devontae Harris from last year, so it looks like There is
1: true competition at that spot. No doubt. Good stuff. John, thanks. We'll see you on Wednesday. Looking forward to getting back. All right. Stay with us. Hall of Famers Marshall Falk and soon-to-be Hall of Famer Morton Anderson in just a moment as we continue on our Monday edition of the Black and Blue Report.
0: If you don't want to miss out on any of the action, get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7-365. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, text with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelicans Mobile Alerts. Visit Pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. We call it no appointment radio. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report.
1: All of Famer and maybe more importantly to folks around here in Friday Barber. Marshall Falk is back with us here. Marshall, first of all, welcome home. Um how often do you get back here to New Orleans?
3: Um I'm you know, maybe four or five times a year. Uh, my, my family still live here. My mom's here definitely. Um, you know, it's home to her, it's gonna always be home to her. But uh but yeah, I, I enjoy I enjoy coming back. I, I love coming home. Um, you know, getting to, getting to see uh you know people that i grew up with and and uh not just um uh grew up with as a child but grew up with throughout the game with with, with coach payton and cj and stuff like that it's amazing when i go back to st louis my hometown there's like four or five places
1: i have to go because i don't get back there very often what about you here are there are spots that you make sure you visit
3: along oh, without the way? a doubt without, and, and, and you know you come home there's it, it revolves around food <laughs> so so from, from dookie chase to mothers um you know, those are those are two. I gotta go get me some Cafe Du Ma. I gotta I, I gotta get the the hickory coffee. I gotta get some beignets. Those those are just things that, um, regardless of how much you travel, and people they try to emulate it. it, it, it it's just not authentic. So when I'm home, I make sure I, I I make those few stops.
1: No doubt, Marshall. I have to ask you about this running backs group with the New Orleans Saints. When I'm looking at that room right now, that's pretty impressive, and I've got to get your take on it just so you probably have a better perspective on what that truly can be.
3: Um, it's uh, it's awesome. Uh, it, the 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 sky is the limit. Uh, I, I feel like whenever one of those guys come out, and 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 not just you know not just Mark, and 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 not just Adrian, but um, Alvin brings something to the table. Uh, we already know Cadet and what he brings to the table. I mean, even Coon, even you know, he, he'll surprise you every once in a while. But, but the, the depth at running back, I, I don't believe the Saints, I don't, I don't think they've ever had this kind of depth at running back. I mean, you might have to go back to the Ruben Mays, Dalton Hillier days to, to think about when they had this kind of depth of players that can, that can really make a difference in the game. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see, um, you know, the, the run-to-pass ratio.
1: <laughs> yeah, well no doubt. Oh, by the way, coach Payton says that Kamara reminds him
3: of a young you. Yes. Yes. I I, I you know, I watched him at uh, at Tennessee and um he has a he has a a little bit of me in his game and uh interesting to to watch him flourish in his offense. I mean, you give Drew, you give Drew a a guy like that and uh, the mismatches that that he's going to have in a game, it's I mean, it's easy to take advantage of those.
1: Marshall, of course, Morton Anderson is going into the Hall of Fame later this week. As, as he begins to that process of going up to Canton and whatnot, what, what will he experience that perhaps
3: no one can get ready for this week? Um, a, an unbelievable feeling of gratitude, accomplishment, and um, uh, definitely uh, team. He, he, he hasn't been on the team for a while, mm-hmm. and uh, w- when you walk into that room, um, you, you, you walk on the greatest team ever assembled. Um, and it, the messaging is you can't be traded. You can't get cut. You can't even die off this team. You're on it for life. And um, the brothering that we have and the appreciation for one another and the respect for the, the different levels of, of, of what people have done to make this game what it is and obviously morton has done his fair share and now he has his place um, and what i call football heaven
1: so well put hey at the risk of asking you this way too early which probably it is as we go into august marshall your thoughts because you're covering our game on a national level of where the saints if there's a group of teams that we can fit them into or or how do they project here you know five, six weeks out of the regular season.
3: You know, when you have Drew, you have a chance. And um, and, and this league is about quarterbacking. Uh, and the NFC South, um, I, th- I think, is the best group of quarterbacks uh, in, in that division compared to any other division. And um, obviously we know what he brings to the table. Then the question is, um, you know, what can they do on defense? And how, how quickly can they grow on defense? And can they continue to get better, take the football away, and be consistent to where uh, to where they are reasons why you win and not not you know just just being carried along. So um you know right now today taking the field they're they're middle of the road team, um, but uh, but if if they get better defensively because we know what they're gonna they are going to find a way to to be in the top five offensively. Uh, it, just, it 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 resides there. When it, 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 when you look at the NFC South. Atlanta played pretty good D last year. Carolina didn't. Two years ago, Carolina played really good D. Atlanta, New Orleans, Tampa, they didn't. And um, you just can't count Tampa out right now. Uh, it's it's uh, it's it's difficult, but um, but like I I'll say it. There's four really good quarterbacks, but the Saints they have the best quarterback, the better quarterback of the of the four. As always a pleasure. Welcome
1: home again. Thank you, sir. Thank you.
0: Hi, it's Mark Romig. When I'm not announcing, it's good. I'm listening to the Black and Blue Report.
1: Well, we said it was going to be kind of a Hall of Fame Monday, and that's the way it's turned out here on the Black and Blue Report. Marshall Falk and Morton Anderson both with us here on this Monday, and that is fantastic. And what a week it's going to be for Morton Anderson. The great Dane and back with us, representing the black and gold this weekend, but more importantly, him himself, his legacy, and his family. Congratulations again, Morton. The week is finally here.
0: I know. It flew by. It it, it seems like just yesterday we were in uh, Houston, and we got the announcement that, that I would made it in there. But um, it's, it's wonderful, and I can't wait.
1: What have you done to prepare, if that even makes any sense?
0: I've gotten rest. Because <laughs> <laughs> I hear you don't sleep much in Canton, Ohio, when you're uh, one of the inductees, but... I've spent a great deal of time on, uh, on my acceptance speech. And I think my son, Sebastian, who's presenting me has done a good job. He's, he's already videotaped his piece and, uh, we've picked out some clothes we want to wear. Uh, the family's ready to go. Um, but just basically have really kind of spent some time with friends and family and people in my life that were a huge part of this and, communicated we we got over 350 people coming so it's gonna be more like a wedding
1: do they actually help coordinate this or are you the father of the bride all the way through
0: you know i have been very fortunate my wife jennifer has pretty much handled everything along with a uh, a coordinator in canton we've we got several people we can and resources we can uh, we can use in canton with the hall of pro football hall of fame they've been wonderful and uh, also our party planner has really done a great job. So I've been kind of uh, left out of all the gory details, and uh, I'm quite happy about that. I, I probably
1: I probably shouldn't have tried to, to say who you were representing, Morton, this week, but, but I did. Um, and I did not even point out the fact that you're probably representing your homeland, too. Uh, do you feel like you're carrying a lot on your shoulders into the Hall of Fame this weekend?
0: Well, I mean – the legacy is long, you know, it, the, the career is long. It's 25 years. So yeah, I, I, I do all, all five teams I played for and most significantly, uh, the new Orleans saints, but also my college team, the Michigan state Spartans, my high school team, the Penn Davis giants and, and the country of Denmark and its fans. We, we have uh, the Danish flag right now flying in can Ohio. We actually did a, a, a Facebook live, uh, ceremony uh, a couple days ago on Wednesday and, uh, you know, over 25,000 people watch that game. So uh, a lot of Danish fans are interested in this. Um, and, uh, but, but I think it's just a wonderful celebration of, uh, of what can happen when, when people do things, uh, you know, the right way and do it together.
1: Absolutely. Not to mention every specialist who's ever played this game ought to be raising a glass to you as well this
0: week, right? A lot of them are coming. Uh, You know, I know of several guys that played against Nick Lowry, Michael Houston, Eddie Murray, and uh, Kevin Butler. Uh, There's a lot of guys that are going to be in Canton, and we have a little get-together on Thursday, actually. So I'm really looking forward, and I'm very honored that uh, these guys are making the effort to come in. All
1: right, give me a sense, because this will never happen for me. But speaking of raising a glass, give me a a feel for the party circuit that will happen this week, Morton.
0: Well, it's going to be spread out over three days. Um, Kurt Warner's having his his celebration on Thursday after the game, after the, the football game. Uh, Jerry Jones is having his Friday. And then uh, you have Kenny Easley, I believe, having his Saturday afternoon. And then the four of us that are left will have our Saturday night after the induction. So, There'll be lots of parties. Uh, There'll be about a quarter million people in town. Um, The game sold out uh, and uh, it's a big stadium, about 25,000 people, 24,000 people. So, you know, there's going to be just a lot of activities. I think I have 17 official events to go to in four days.
1: What did Sebastian say to you about how he wanted to present you?
0: He's kept everything very close to the vest. Uh, all he's told me say, uh, "Dad, it's going to be a big cry fest for you." <laughs> oh, I don't know what he said. I'll have to wait. It's uh, it's it's grueling. Uh, he wouldn't re- he wouldn't reveal anything.
1: Did you write your own acceptance speech, Morton?
0: Yes, I did. Mm. Yes, I did. It took me uh, took me a little time, but I'm I'm pretty happy with it.
1: Did they give you any constraints on what has to be in that speech or how long it has to be?
0: Yeah. Yeah, time wise. Time wise. They, they they ideally want eight to ten minutes. That's just not realistic to get that done. <laughs> Couldn't land the plane in eight minutes for twenty five years. How do you do that? So mine is mine's gonna be right at thirteen minutes if I if I stay to the script. Uh if I have if I take time for crying, for hopefully some applause, some laughter, we might be at thirteen thirty, fourteen minutes.
1: That sounds about right, you know? I mean, it'll be a hard okay landing that. on the bringing the plane in, but it'll be on the ground. <laughs>
0: it'll be on the ground, yeah. wobbling, and, and, and it'll, it'll be a big boohoo fair. I'm going to try to hold it together, but there are obviously moments uh, that you bring, bring forth that are going to be emotional. There's just no way around it.
1: So, for a guy who, um, who rides into the Hall of Fame via his foot, will you wear anything on your feet significant of that?
0: I'm gonna wear some nice Italian leather.
1: <laughs> very nice, very nice. Did you did you call any uh, current Hall of Famers and ask for their advice on writing that speech or what to wear? What to no, prepare no, for? No, no, I didn't.
0: Not on the speech, uh, but just on anticipating the weekend. I talked to quite a few guys, um, five or six different guys, about their experiences. Um, you know, Brett Farr, Bruce Smith. Spoke to uh, Jan Stenerud, obviously, and, mm-hmm. uh, Andre Reed, uh, Jim Kelly. So I reached out to some guys that I know, Jason Taylor, who of course is going in with me. He has no clue either, so we're we're in the same boat. And uh, uh, Emmett Smith. Uh, so some guys that that I know a little bit and who I know. Can can give me the the, the straight scoop. Uh, James Lofton was another guy. So.
1: What was the common I thread, think, Morton?
0: You know, don't forget to enjoy the moment. Mm-hmm. Stay in the moment. Enjoy that, and uh, don't get so absorbed in 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 all of it that you forget to really just take a deep breath and enjoy it. <laughs> Be there. Be there. One hundred percent. Don't. Forget about your, you know, your phone and, and social media. Just be in the moment. Be there with your family and friends, and just enjoy it. That I, was the biggest takeaway I had.
1: That's smart advice. I asked Marshall that's, Falk yesterday, Morton, about what this week is going to mean for you, or what he he wanted to pass along, and he said that the the thing that Morton won't be able to understand until it actually happens this week is that he's joining the greatest team of all time, a team that as you know, from playing for five teams, uh, this new team of yours, you can never be traded from get cut from you'll always be considered a starter. And it goes even beyond the grave that you'll never be taken off of this team. And for someone who did not play like myself at the level you did, um, it helped me put into perspective what, what this can mean for a guy who had to worry about all those things throughout a career. And, um, I I'd, I'd be curious to to know what your reaction to that kind of a statement is.
0: Well, it's actually a statement uh, that was made by Deacon Jones, who's unfortunately the great Deacon Do- Jones um and it, it's very telling. It's it's uh, succinct. It's it's a lot of truth to it and it's it's a very humbling um, realization to know that you have a bronze bust that's going to last for 40,000 years long after you're gone and all your compa- all your contemporaries are gone and um, so it, it's, that is a very difficult uh, thing to put words to um, anytime you start talking about legacy and being immortalized and those things it's uncomfortable territory for me because I know that nothing happens by yourself uh, no one with great success have done it alone and so I'm just continuing to be mindful of of the collaborative nature of, of my experience in the NFL and understanding that there were a lot of guys pulling in the same direction. And uh, I'm very fortunate to be going into the hall, but it's also a reflection of the quality of the people I had helping me. I think that's really important to remember.
1: Good stuff. Hey, before we let you go, uh, one last thing and a bit on a lighter note here. Uh, Morton, is there anyone or anything that you'd like to see or experience this week that maybe is not on the common agenda for your fellow inductees?
0: Hmm. You know, I I hope there's a lot of Danish flags in in the audience, and I would love to see a bunch of just American flags, Danish flags uh, flying together in Tom Benson. Hall of Fame stadium, it would be a a great signal to the world and to this country that, you know, even uh, immigrants can can have great success. And this is the greatest country on earth. If you have the will, if you have the talent, you can can, uh, achieve great things together no matter where you come from.
1: Well, Morton, I will share this with you. The excitement for you and your family this week in New Orleans is palpable, and we will all be watching um, your every move throughout the week and especially on Saturday. So, again, congratulations. It's it's always my pleasure to have these visits with you leading up to this. And uh, thanks again for representing us so well, and, and congratulations. Hall of Famer, I love saying that.
0: Me too. Well, thank you to New Orleans and all the fans and the team. It's been absolutely uh fantastic the support I've had and and, uh, and this is for the city of New Orleans.
1: Congratulations thanks Morton. Thank you buddy. I can't thank Morton Anderson Marshall Falk and John DeShazer enough for a great Monday here on the Black and Blue Report. Hope you enjoyed the visits as much as I did the conversations with those fine gentlemen. Our thanks again always to Daniel Salerson here in Studio B for us. I'm Sean Kelly we'll see you next time on the Black and Blue Report will be yours on Wednesday as training camp continues here at the Osher Sports Performance Center at the headquarters of the New Orleans Saints and the New Orleans Pelicans. I'm Sean Kelly. So long.